Welcome to the Marketing Trust Podcast. I am your host, Adam Buchanan. I believe trust must exist before a transaction can take place. I give marketers the tools they need to infuse more trust in their marketing to help grow their business. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Marketing Trust Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Buchanan. Thanks for being here. Downloading the episodes and subscribing means a lot. Way of announcements, I've got a few events coming up here in Salt Lake City on October 13th, speaking at Impact Summit. I'll be talking about how to build your personal brand with Marketing Trust, and then the very next day I'm flying to Tucson, Arizona. I'll be speaking at ASI Power Summit. ASI is the Advertising Specialty Industry. I'll be there meeting with executive teams, talking about influencer marketing, They just sent me a handwritten note. I always say handwritten notes will never die. So if you want to impress your customers or your people, send them a handwritten note. And they sent me this really cool luggage tag. Uh, I put it on my Instagram stories. It's kind of a turquoise-ish, turquoise-ish. I don't know how to say that. Turquoise-ish. No, thank you. And that was my wife, uh, Lisa Buchanan. She is my partner in crime. She also does beekeeping with me, and we are renovating a vintage trailer together. Lisa, welcome to my podcast. Hi, thank you. She's so excited to be here, (laughs) and I'm so glad for her to be here. We renovated a trailer last year, actually. So if you look at my Instagram, Adam underscore Buchanan, scroll down quite a ways. You can see, you know, really the vision behind that trailer was, was Lisa. So why did you want to renovate a trailer? I wanted to, I wanted something to um, make memories with, with my kids, and I wanted, uh, I like a good project, so, um, yeah, I just thought it was a good way to make it how we wanted. I didn't really want and to pay a lot of money for a camper that was brown and old inside. I wanted it to be light and fresh like the new colors now, and had our time finding that, and so we decided to do our own. So last year, she sent me a text. She said, hey, I really want to do this. I found one. And within about a day, we, we brought it home and uh, cranked on it for about two months. So definitely check out those photos. If you're thinking about doing a vintage trailer, don't. Just kidding. It was a lot of work. <laughs> it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. And we're on number two now, and we're working through that. So watch my Instagram stories. Maybe I'll put a few photos and videos up there. The reason why I brought my wife on today's episode was because a couple months, it's been about two months now, we bought a mattress. And why did we buy a new mattress? We finally decided that we were not sleeping well. And um, we figured... It must be the mattress because it had been too long. We've tried exercising and all these things. We had backache. We weren't sleeping that great. We're waking up rested. So we're like, okay, it's time. It's time, time to get a mattress. So we came together and we had talked about it for months, actually. We were just like, oh, we're not sleeping well. So we would do something with our diet or stretch or workout and narrowed it down. It was time to, to do the mattress. So what was... What was something you were thinking of? What what brands of mattresses were you thinking of when we were thinking about buying one? What came to mind when we were like, okay, we have to buy a new mattress? Did anything stick out? Uh, we really liked, I liked the mattress we had now. 
but it was just really, really old. I think it's a Sealy. Um, I mean, we knew of our friends, you know, all had different mattresses, but I yeah, know, we didn't know where to start. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different choices out there, and we'd kind of come together like, okay, you know, a lot of different choices. Let's let's be smart about this. And this is something as you as a company are thinking about, you know, how you come to market, what you know, how you're promoting your products and connecting with your customers. You have to understand they have so many choices to choose from in most cases. Uh, your you know, in your product category may vary a little bit, but for us, uh, buying a mattress, it's not a small purchase either. No, you're going to have it for the next how many years? A long time. So you really, it's an important decision financially and. You know, yeah, we want to be it to happy last. with it. Want it to last a long time. So I came to Lisa. One of the first things I said to her was, "Let's just buy a purple. They're awesome. Their commercials are funny. Uh, you know, let's just buy a purple." And what did you say? I said, "I don't want to buy a mattress just because they're good at marketing and good at social media." Because before I was even looking for mattresses, they were always coming up on my Facebook. I can't remember if they were on Instagram or not, but yeah. I and I'd seen their their really clever videos, video advertisements, and they're funny and they really were good. But I just didn't want to get caught or wrapped up in that um, just because of their marketing. I wanted to be sure it was a good mattress. So I think this is important. You know, my wife. Uh, you know, the reason why I brought her on today was just kind of bring a fresh look from kind of a you know, a non, non-marketer, not, not someone who's drinking the Kool-Aid every day that you, know, you have to do good content, you have to push out video, but just someone, you know, think that it'd be helpful to bring a fresh look, you know, to what the purchase experience is like. So what I said and recommended was, why don't we throw out a Facebook post on each of our feeds and ask our friends <laughs> of what they thought. <laughs> Uh, I kind of got into a little bit of hot water because on on uh, the Medium post that I'll share with this, where I kind of walked through all the different comments we got, my Facebook post said, in the market for a mattress, we should buy a purple, right? And you weren't very happy with that. No, because he just wanted the an- he just wanted the quick answer, and I wanted to do the research, and I wanted to really know, and he's like, yeah, yeah, this will be fine. <laughs> well, that and... You know, what, like once you sleep terrible and then you realize it's your mattress, you want to never sleep on that mattress again. Oh, so for like, sure. We wanted it as quick as possible. We wanted the whole ordeal done because it was stressful. And we're pretty impulsive people. Uh, as you can tell from early on, we decided to renovate a vintage trailer. And within 24 hours, we, we bought it. So we move quick. We don't mess yeah, around. Yeah, we do. So my Facebook post... You know, I was kind of banking off the fact that I have a lot of friends that travel, a lot of people that, you know, have tried a lot of different mattresses. So I was hoping for kind of a broad view. And then you posted it on Facebook. I did. I asked my friends what kind of mattress they liked or didn't like and why and got a ton of responses. So let's just stop right there. And, and I just want to ask you, why ask your friends? Well, I feel like that saves time on my research, and I value their experiences. And um, and would you say a lot of your friends that were commenting, would you consider them like they have a high social media following, they're influencers, or are no, they just kind of everyday people? No, just everyday people. I mean, I did have two friends.
friends who were chiropractors respond on that post, which I um, appreciated. And so I knew I'd get from my friends uh, well-rounded um, answers. And so one thing we talk about with Marketing Trust is the three main pillars, the proximity, honesty, and expertise. And I think one reason why Lisa and I put it out on our Facebook is because proximity, if we're going to ask, you know, recommendations from our friends, we're going to get answers. And so that's something that brands need to keep in mind that whoever influencer they work with or if they're working with brand ambassadors, you need to make sure they're working with people who are actually respond to questions they receive. And you said well-rounded view. Mm-hmm. I knew they weren't going to be... Se- they, there was nothing in it for them. They weren't, they weren't selling me. They just had advice they wanted to share. And that kind of falls under honesty as, you know, people just are going to be real. And brands have to think two or three steps ahead because they can't just run more ads to get people to say nice things about them. They've really got to build a great product and build strong relationships with them. Uh, so some of this is not just a, well, if you do these three things, you'll get people to talk about you in private conversations. And then the third thing you'd mentioned, chiropractors, which kind of falls under expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes sense that if you use deductive reasoning that, yeah, a chiropractor is going to have great advice on, on what mattress to sleep on. And, and they probably make those recommendations uh, fairly often. So as we kind of dive into the, the, the comments here, was there anything that kind of stuck out to you? Uh, among your personal post of like what mattress you should look into or something you've never heard of? Um, there were, there were a few, I had a lot of multiple responses. You know, there were like a group of purple followers. There were a group of, um, other brands. Um, and there were speckled one or two here or there were ones that I'd never heard of or were really kind of not the mainstream ones, but um, yeah. I don't know. What was your question? I think, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was it. Just kind of what brand stuck out. Um, yeah, I did. There was a needle. Tufton needle. Tufton needle was a big yeah. contender for against purple. Yeah, we had spent some time, so we'd gotten quite a, com- quite a bit of comments, and it was like the purple team, Tufton needle team, mm-hmm. and then... Few folks on Casper, few folks on Sleep Number, Sealy, but they were kind of onesie twosie. Um, the other advice I got on my Facebook was um, really good warranty information, which is my our job to look into. But a few of them had some ideas on um, or suggestions on better ones versus less better ones. So not just about the mattress but also about the warranty that came with it yeah and depending on your product you know if you make your warranty message really upfront and, and very clear that makes it easy for people to go out in these private facebook conversations and be able to share that message and so that's one kind of takeaway i think is important is as a company how are you talking about the other benefits of your product uh, i know vortex optics does this very well vortex makes binoculars hunting equipment things like that they have a no questions asked, totally transferable warranty, which is very rare in the optics industry. And so people know them for that. They've done a good job broadcasting that message out. So it's not just about price. It's not just about, oh, you know, it's a great bed to sleep on. Any bed's going to feel pretty good the first few nights. Um, but it, you know, most of these were offering a 100-night guarantee. What was it, a sleep test? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know how they come pick up the mattress after a hundred nights. I'm not going to ship it back. Yeah, I don't really know. Thing but weighs I, like five hundred. But pounds. a lot of them do have some loopholes. We found out, like you know, if it has any drip of water on it or anything, it you know yeah. voids out the. So there were some loopholes, and I think those can be just as important as how good your product is because it leaves the customer with either negative or positive experience or. Yeah, because kind of goes back to that honesty as well. Like if you're going to offer a, a rebate or a warranty. Just be real with people. I think, you know, having too much fine print in those, and I get it. I mean, people need to be profitable, but it's good to uh, be open of, of what those policies are. So, you know, kind of scrolling through the comments here, a lot on Tuft & Needle. Some people had bought all Tuft & Needle. Uh, my friend Andy Nordhoff, uh, the Nordhoffinator. I worked with him at Columbia, actually, a uh, really good individual. He had switched completely over to Tuft, or he's in the process of switching over. And then my good friend Jace Bennett, uh, done all purple for all his beds and for all the kids. She's got like five or 16 kids at this point, I think. So good on him. Uh, what other comments stuck out? I mean, people were talking about warranties, comfortability. What else stuck out to you on why we kind of lean towards purple? Uh, the other reason was. Um, it was supposed to be a cooler mattress that didn't hold the heat as much as some of the other brands. Yeah, I, I tend to sleep kind of hot, um, so I'm kind of sending off this generator of, of warmth. <laughs> warmth and love, you know, that's just what my MO is. Um, <laughs> but that was a big one, and so that's something I didn't see a lot on the websites. Um, it was kind of tucked away of if they sleep warm or, or, you know, runs hot or whatnot. Yeah, breathability. Breathability. Um, and this, you know, goes back to brands too, where you need to be thinking, okay, what testimonials are you getting? What stories are you getting? Uh, Purple did a good job when I was tweeting them, asking them questions, certain things. They, you know, were driving me over to testimonials, but again, uh, you know, keeping those fresh, keeping those balanced as well. I think oftentimes brands just really cherry pick all the great ones. And as a mattress company, there might be an audience or a buyer that may not be a good fit for your product. And I think one takeaway here is, you know, if you really draw a line in the sand and say, you know, we're really good for this type of customer, but we're not good for for another type of customer. And And the example I can think of is the purple mattress pillow you slept on the pillow a few nights because we got one for free with the mattress yeah what do you think of the pillow i didn't love it but i think somebody with a different build would i love the mattress so i'm sure someone either larger than me would probably sleep better on it it, just, it wasn't a good fit for me but because i had heard the purple mattress pillow is really good for back sleepers and side sleepers, it's not. And I think you and I are both side sleepers. Yeah, we're side sleepers. Because I tried it a few nights, and I just I couldn't get into it. Um, but that might be something, you know, I, I think brands need to be thoughtful of is our products may not be right for everyone. And so that's good to to put out there. And and I think as, as we're more and more honest, uh, brands will will do better that way. Well, I think, too, like as a customer, like I, you'll find out if they're not good for you. But I would rather be able to read about people's real experiences than have to try it out. So I appreciate not all five stars. Yeah. And that doesn't mean 
if I read some threes or fours or whatever, or even some really negative ones, I'm, as a buyer, I feel like I'm pretty good at seeing through the negative ones, but it helps give me a rounded view of it instead of, like you said, cherry picking just the best ones and giving them out there. Yeah, there's a lot of research on, you know, the amount of stars a product review uh, or a product has. And sometimes the three to four star actually convert convert better <laughs> than the five star. That is our, our three-year-old, uh, Jet. Um, Lisa's going to go check on her and say hi. This is a family affair today on the podcast. So, yeah, you know, it, what's important really in what we're talking about is you know, the consumer buying experience is, is so much different than it's been before. It's not just push out ads, push out awareness. That's part of the mix. You know, it's not saying that ads are going to go away, but we need to give our customers who love and advocate for our product uh, the right things to talk about. Um, and, and I think mattress companies have, have done a fairly good job here, but it's, uh, it's good to analyze you know, how people buy things now. I've seen this with cell phone companies. When people, you know, can switch out of their contract, they go on their Facebook and they say, hey, uh, I just got on my contract. Uh, who should I buy from now? Who should I sign up with? And people see all these comments coming through. So it's not a lack of ads. It's not a lack of, you know, awareness. It's, it's a lack of trust is why people don't believe those ads anymore. What other takeaways would you say with, with the, the mattress buying experience that you had? Mm. Was it helpful when you did get those comments from Facebook from your friends? Yes, it was helpful. Helpful. It was a lot faster than having to call everybody and text everybody. So social media was a really great way to get information quickly. I did call my mom and I called my sister and asked what they had. And um, so yeah, I I would do it again. Was there anything that stuck out of you know that you didn't feel good about purple that you're like? Oh, that doesn't sound good. Or were we were we pretty sold? We heard a lot of positivity on purple. We heard a lot of positivity from it. I didn't have anything that I was worried about, other than I was afraid it was just a really quick company out to make a buck. Yeah. And I wasn't so sure of their product yet because it was so new. A lot of these other brands have been around a lot longer and have a, you know an older name yeah, or more of a following. So it was a little bit of a gamble, but um, I think that's why social media was nice this time because I feel like other people had some information that I didn't have. That's right. So, um, yeah. So I think it's, you know, really important that, uh, you know, brands try to be as open and transparent as possible. And I think balancing those reviews a little bit, because when we see reviews on websites, it's always the five star. Oh my gosh, look how amazing, you know, uh, we are and, uh, people love what we're doing. Um, but yeah, I, you know, but props to Harmon brothers, you know, the Harmon brothers did create that commercial for purple. They've done a great job and it's highly entertaining, but it's important for brands to think that, okay, these private conversations are happening what would someone say about me? And doing that research is really important because you can amplify those messages that people are saying, whether it be your warranty, your product benefits, whatever it might be. So thank you, Lisa, for coming. And we've been on the bed for quite a few weeks now, almost two months. Yeah. You like it? Yeah, I love it. Would you buy it again? I would buy it again. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. I would too. I'm, I'm a huge fan. 
Well, I did not give Lisa a heads up about the game that I play called Name That Handle. It's a little <laughs> game that I, I have all my interviewee guests, people, uh, when you join the podcast. I give you one-word clues about someone that you are connected with on social media, <laughs> oh and you gosh. have to guess who that person is. Well, okay. I know. Let that, let that sink in a little bit. Don't, I like to throw people off guard Don't sometimes. judge me, people. Yes, that's right. I might right. fail. So, are you ready to play Name That Handle? Yeah. Wow. That's confident. Most people, like, need a minute. You're ready. I'm ready. One word clues. Hi. H-I-G-H or H-I? H-I-G-H. And I guess the person? You have to guess the person I'm talking about. Hi Fit Carly. Hi Fit Carly. (laughs) My gosh. I should have made it harder. Uh, Carly Tanner is the individual we're talking about. Carly JT 917 <laughs> to be exact. Uh, Carly Tanner is a good friend of ours and she's a high fit instructor and a good friend of Lisa's. Yeah. Um, and I don't believe, I think we did ask Carly and her husband Jonathan about what mattress, and they were not for purple. They were for something else. They had not tried it before. They, they had, um, either Sealy or it was something else. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, but they had talked about, you know, the pillow top and how important yeah, that they was. Yeah, they had some good information. But uh, props to props to Carly. She's a good friend of ours, and she does an incredible narwhal uh, impersonation <laughs> from the movie Elf. Yeah. When he says, bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> I can't do it with a straight face because it's too funny. But uh, we they, love Carly. They, they both friend. do, Jonathan and her. I mean, they're both good impressionists. That's right. So, so. if you need a good impression, uh, definitely check with Carly Tanner. If uh, your narwhal canteen is low. Hey, thanks so much for listening to episode 21. Uh, This has been talking about how brands can really think about how to stand out when their customers are talking about them on their own personal social media feeds where a brand may not be able to interject or even listen or know these conversations are happening, especially when they're in text messages. Brands, you know, you can't really know those are happening, but how do you get ahead of that? So hopefully this interview was helpful to you and and all that you're doing and working on. And thank you for joining, Lisa. This has been fun to have you on the podcast. Sure. Thanks for having me. She's so happy to be here. (laughs) I love it. And it's good because there's no video and there's, there's, there's nothing to be afraid of. It's just a big giant red microphone and we're just putting it on iTunes. So no big deal. No big deal. NBD. That's right. Well, hey, thanks for joining again. Make sure to share this uh, podcast with your colleagues in marketing. And to take a little bit of my own medicine, uh, this podcast is all about infusing more trust with your audience to grow your sales and loyalty. So if you're to say one thing about my podcast, that's what I would hope you would say when you recommend it to others. Thanks for being here. This has been another episode of the Marketing Trust Podcast, where I help you infuse more trust with your customers to help grow your business. I'm Adam Buchanan, and I want to thank you for listening. If you're still listening, uh, welcome back. We have a little bit more information for you and content. Lisa started talking, and I said, hold on, i got to hit record. This is, this is really good. So tell me, you know, if, if, if people don't like brands... Tell me that again. (laughs) I feel like if you don't, as a brand, 
care about your customer really deep down, I think we know it. We feel it. You add little loopholes. You do these like things where you have to pay more money. And then we just hate you because we don't feel like you're advocating for us. We don't really feel like you're out there trying to help us live a better life. And people liked, like when brands are on your team or feel like they're on your side. So for me, brands who make me feel like they're my friend and out for me and nope, we want you to sleep the best or have the best product, whatever, I'm like a customer for life. But people who are like sneaky or deep down really don't care about the customer, I can see through it. And I just assume other people can too. So How do you see through it? I Ew, it gets creepy. Like, I probably shouldn't say that one company. You can say it. <laughs> okay, like Apple, right? <laughs> they make me so mad. I love their products. I do. But I hate when they swindle and, like, get rid of the headphone jack. Why? Because they want us to buy their stuff. So, yeah, we keep going back to them, but not because I love them or they have a great motto. I go back because I really have to have their products and they're really good products. But I you know, if I, would I suggest them to other people? No, but it's what I have because it's, you know. So there's like pushing people around or there's making yourself, making people want to come to you to buy and be a part of whatever it is you're selling. And I'm a big fan of like that loyalty. If there's someone who, or a company that makes me feel that way, I'm, I'm there for life. I don't really like being pushed around like Apple does. I feel kind of bullied by Apple, if we're being honest. <laughs> but I buy all their stuff, so it's a problem. And we're probably not going to learn Android anytime soon. No, I have no... But they've cornered. They've cornered people. So yeah, we're going to stick with them, and I'll buy their Bluetooth headphones, but it's not because I want to. <laughs> it's because I have to. <laughs> to Anyway, so there's just a difference, and I, people are not... Consumers are not dumb. They feel what you're putting out there. Yeah. So... Well, I think that's good. This is a little bit of bonus content for this episode. She she just started going, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta I gotta hit record and, and get this back on here. So, uh, good good insights from a general consumer. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't get hate mail or anything. No, I would get the hate mail, and then I would just forward it to you. That's fine. But nice job on name that handle too. By the way, uh, great job, and uh, thanks for listening to the extra bonus content. All right, see you later. <laughs>